Hello there, and thanks for joining me once again. My name is Tony Shedd Francis, and this is the Rising Heroes podcast. On this particular episode, I'm going to be bringing on a very good friend of mine, Victor Ekobasi. He is the founder of the Highly Paid Expert Network. Over the week, we had a conversation together about building communities in scary times. The COVID-19, as we all know, has taken the world by storm and bringing everyone to his or her knees. Businesses are screaming, trying to survive. But again, there's been a group of people who think that should not be selling at times like this, that should be compassionate in terms of giving free things here and there. Of course, you and I know that a number of organizations are giving out courses for free, giving tools for free, giving softwares for free. But does this apply to everybody? Also, some people run groups of people on Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram, different channels, and they still feel like they are not getting the financial traction that they need to get. So how do you differentiate between your audience and those who are really patronizing you? On this episode, Victor Bassi dissects this particular concept of building tribes and building communities as someone who has made millions of bucks from building communities and building tribes. I hope that at the end of this episode, you would have built it in or two. You're going to listen to my conversation with Victor Bassi. And if you have any further questions, you can send them to me and I'll gladly get them answered or send them over to Victor and he will answer. See you on the inside. Do you want to break the barriers that seem to hinder you from being a high flyer? Do you want to rest on the shoulders of those who have broken boundaries against all odds? Do you want to rise above your current level? Then this is the place to be. Welcome to the Rising Heroes Podcast. This podcast is committed to showing how to ride from where you are to where you should be. Grab your pen and paper as we make welcome our host, Tolushe Francis. All right, Victor, thanks for joining us today. It's a great pleasure having you around. I'm very much excited that you're here. And one of the things that excites me uh, the most is that I can always call on you at any time. Now we're in this season where a lot of people are thinking of how to grow their business, how to get sales, how to get leads. There's a compassionate appeal that is coming from some school of thought that you shouldn't be selling things at moments like this because uh, people are trying to make ends meet and all. So let me first of all find out what's your view about that? I think that as business people and as experts, particularly in our field, if you're not selling, you should be tried for treason. You should be <laughs> tried at the same, pretty much the same level as a terrorist mm. would be tried. Because I mean, it's commerce that keeps our economy moving the moment everybody stops selling everything grinds down to a halt but if there's free flow of cash if there's free flow of commerce what generally happens is that whatever money comes into my hand circulates money doesn't come into my hand and stays it doesn't come into your hand and stays you've got services that you need you've got products that you need you have things that you exchange money for and so as long as that circulation is happening there is hope for the economy Mm. The moment we all decide we're not selling anymore, we're not doing anything, 
anymore. I mean, we might, we might as well just sabotage the entire country on the basis of that. So I think it's our responsibility. If you don't have millions of Naira to give out at this particular point in time, you don't have like thousands and thousands of um, acres of buildings that you can um, make available for isolation centers. The very least you can do your part in all of this is to sell. Hmm. It's the least that you can do. So that's, that's, that's my position in that. So you believe that selling never stops? No, it shouldn't stop. If it stops, it's no good for you. It's no good for me. Interesting. I think no. when it comes to the whole selling thing, it depends on how people generally look at it. Because more often than not, people think that selling is about taking advantage of people. Mm -hmm. But if you're providing something that is of value to people in exchange for a worthwhile compensation, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, we bought some bread um, at the beginning of the lockdown. It didn't take long for the bread to get bad of and course. for whatever it is that we had. If we don't have, if all the food in our house runs out now and we go down the street to go buy and that person that tells me that they've got food but they're not going to sell. <laughs> it's, it's not helpful to anybody. Helpful, true, true. It's not helpful to anybody. Okay, so um, you've, been, you've been an evangelist in terms of building tribes. I mean, before we came on the show, you still talked about building tribes and building platforms. How effective has building tribes been to your business in particular? And how can people, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at three categories of people, those in the knowledge industry, those in the okay. physical or tangible product okay. industry, and those who are even still confused as to what aspect they want to fall into. How do tribes play a role in terms of sales? Because the truth of the matter, it, it makes no sense if you're building tribes and you're not selling. I mean, it makes no sense if you're just gathering people. Just, I mean, you're not gisting. It's not for gisting's sake. If you want to gist, you don't need them, you don't need them to yeah. come together. You can always message them or just create a, a temporary group. So how important is building tribes as it been for you as Victor Bassi and how can we leverage your need for those in knowledge industry, for those who sell tangible products, and those who are still thinking as to what they want to do with their lives? Well, for me, um, building tribes has been the one defining thing that has changed the quality of my life. The opportunities that I have access to today, it has only come to me, not because I necessarily qualified for the opportunities, but more because the people that make up my tribe open doors for me. Um, I've had the opportunity and I still have on a retainer um, three presidents, African presidents, um, in terms of helping them create and leverage and monetize their influence, but also actively build movements around whatever messages it is that they are doing. I think that it's the single most um, life-changing thing that anybody that is an entrepreneur can commit themselves to building. It's the one thing that literally changes the game for you at any particular point in time. Now, for the three categories of people that you're talking about, let's talk about that in context. Okay, what's happening right now in the, in the country and indeed every other place in the world is that everywhere is pretty much on a lockdown because of the 
that a lot of people are. Your network has become rude. Uh, I'm losing you. I've lost you, Victor. I can't hear you anymore. Your network is rude now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay. I can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, though you are you are you are stuck at a point. You are not moving anymore. You are stagnant. Can you hear me now? Yes, you're okay now. Okay, I just switched networks again. <laughs> All right. All right. So what I was saying essentially was that at this particular point in time, all over the world, uh, Nigeria, just like most other countries, are in a lockdown. And in these times, there are all kinds of people, the major reactions that, or the major thing that people are going through is fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a feeling of insecurity. And so a lot of things, priorities have been rearranged for a lot of people. Now, people generally in response to the situation find that they just hold back. A lot of people have stopped their regular business activities and they're just watching to see what's going to happen next. And because of that, there's a gap. There are lots of gaps in the marketplace right now. And with those gaps come a lot of opportunities. This situation will not last forever. Okay, there's going to be a time when everything will return back to normal. And when that happens, it is those people who have spent time and invested energy and resources in building a tight relationship with their marketplace. Those are the people that are going to be left standing. And so now, right now, is the best opportunity for anybody who has been thinking about starting their business. This is the best time for you to start. But even more so, for those of us who have been thinking, is this thing useful to me or is it not useful? To me, this is the perfect time for you to be actually actively involved in building a tribe, building communities. Now, there's something I need to make clear. There's a difference between having an audience and having a community. There are two different things. Very, 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 very different things. And I think a lot of times people confuse them both. When you have your Facebook group, when you have your uh, Instagram accounts, when you have your um, YouTube channel, your podcasts, and your WhatsApp group, all of those things all together, that's your audience. That is your audience. And so when you're starting out, it's very, very important for you to invest in building that audience because the larger your audience, the more potential you have for generating a marketplace for yourself within that audience. So that's very, very important. Now, amongst this large audience that you have, there will be some people who would put their hands in their pockets and take out a small amount of money and invest in themselves through you or your products or your services. Those are the people that have said, hey, look, I, I love what you have to offer and I'm betting it, I'm voting for it with the cash in my pocket. 
And the reason why that's important is because cash represents life force. You worked for that particular amount of money, even if it is just one naira, it's as a result of your personal effort. So people don't mess with their money. They invest money where their attention particularly is. All right. So when you have that small that category of people who have invested in you, what you do is you separate those people from the audience. Okay. And you invest time and energy in building the relationship with those people. Those people make up what I refer to as community. Okay. So it's very, 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 very important. Just because you have a group of people somewhere does not make them community. Mm. Okay. We're talking about people who look to you or your firm or your company or whatever it is that you represent as the template or the the way maker for them as the case may be. And it doesn't matter what kind of business it is that you are in. If you're in the expert space like me and you, um, what are the quickest ways for you to separate these um, people is for you to have a low ticket offer. I generally prefer what I refer to as the 1K um, as a 1K offer, basically an offer that sells for around about $3. Or they're about two to three dollars. I'm not sure about the exchange rate right now. So an offer that sells for that amount that is mainly about information. The purpose of that offer is to bring people, make people aware of what you are doing and aware of the problems that they are facing and the possible solutions that they are doing. And so you put that out for a very, very low amount of money and you use that to bring people into a closer relationship with, with you. Now a lot of people used to use freebies, okay, for lead generators. I would say use um, the freebie to generate an audience okay. that you know has a semblance of um, interest in whatever it is that you're doing, but use a very, very low ticket um, offer to build community. So essentially, you're building a community of buyers. And buyers multiply buyers. Buyers multiply themselves. Once somebody has started on that path of buying, it's easier for someone who has bought from you before to buy from you again. Okay, true. Okay, so true. you invest in that particular relationship. So for us as experts, that's guaranteed. For those of us that run products, the worst thing that I have seen people who sell regular products um, do is they neglect their current customers and focus only on getting new customers. Hmm. Okay, and it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. It's kind of like you're in a relationship with this particular person. This person um, spends money on you, buys you food, takes care of you, listens to you when you cry, but you don't do anything for them. You don't meet somebody else outside who has no investment for you, doesn't care about you, even collects more money from you, exactly. and you're spending all your time with that particular person. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it really doesn't make any sense. So I say that love the one that you're with, okay? Mm -hmm. These people that have invested um, money and resources on you, especially in these times, invest in being of service to them. This yeah. is the time to build those bonds. This is the time to invest in owning your relationship with those people. I have a, my generator repair guy. This guy has been my generator repair guy for... Whew, Two and a half years now. I have not bothered to get anybody else. He owns this relationship. And that's because he's not really tech savvy or anything like that. He has like 
um, <laughs> the worst knowledge as far as technology is concerned. All right. But every now and then, he would show up. Hey, how are you? Is there anything that I can do for service? And he'll do it basically for free. Okay. Um, sometimes he'll go out of his way to serve me. And if I'm having problems with the generator and I'm not at home, or maybe my kids or my wife or anybody needs help with putting the generator on. All I have call to do is call him. True. Yes. And he will pay his way down here, put that thing on for them and leave. It takes about 30 minutes from his house to get to my place. So it's never that close to your place. No. Mm. Okay. And so he has invested so much in the relationship. When I'm thinking about it, I'm not even thinking about anybody else. Mm. Okay, in terms of that. So this is the time to invest in the relationships that have made so much difference in the quality of your business. If you have them all on a WhatsApp um, list, send out broadcasts. But don't send out broadcasts about just promotions, promotions, promotions. I mean, you need to understand that on WhatsApp, it's the same human beings that you meet on a day-to-day basis. If you meet somebody and every single time you meet that person, the only thing the person does for you is ask you for money. After a while, you question the value of that relationship. Yes. Okay. So it's pretty much the same thing. Understand that at the, at the end of all things, this is about human beings. Mm. Okay. And then for the person who is just starting out, doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what business to do, build an audience. Okay. Build an audience start with something that you um like start with something that you enjoy and build an audience around it you're into reruns get on instagram <laughs> create videos create content build an audience around that you're into generator repair do that there's a guy called uh, malo he just recently um built a sports car okay it looks like a ferrari <laughs> okay with wing um Windows. He literally just built that here in Nigeria. He has, um, I think, about 2,000 plus followers. Okay. But he started really, really small. And that small following, I mean, provides him with his, um, the resources that he needs to take care of himself. So the point that I'm making is that it's not so much a question of having a very, very large, you know, um, audience. You don't necessarily want to have a large um, audience. What you want is to be a big fish in a very small pond. Mm. And so that whoever it is that you are in contact with or whoever it is that you're trying to influence, the only person they think of is you. You've got to own the relationship with that person. You've got to own the news feed with that person because our news feed, they're like the new marketplace. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've got to own the relationship, own the news feed totally dominates their attention okay so you can't do that with everybody yeah okay so what i've picked here or what you're trying to say here now is that don't ignore or neglect the customers that you currently have right you need to build that relationship with them number two is separate those who are just your gist mates from those who are actually patronizing you because i mean i realize that so so over time I've, i've had this idea that Running a Facebook group, right, is a good place for me to sell. I have over 7,000 people in my Facebook group, but not all of them interact with my posts. Anytime I check insights, I see that a lot of them read the posts. Some may not talk, but they yeah. read. 
and I've met some yeah. outside of Facebook, like I'm your Facebook group, and I, but you don't just say it because what you're giving to us is value. And so, I mean, our job is to read and all that. But I also realized that on Instagram, right, where I'm also very, uh, very prominent in, in quotes, recently yeah. I've generated more followings because I've been consistent yeah. with giving value. I've been consistent with putting out content. Every single day I yeah. get someone follow me, right, unlike before. So, yes, um, and even even on my mailing list. So I've, I've also learned that it's not every time that you send out promotional things, people want to feel love. People want to feel that you yeah. care about them. So building a tribe is not just about having a group on Facebook, right? It's not just no. about having thousands of followers on Instagram or Twitter. It's those people who interact with, your, with you, who, who have at one point or the other spent few bucks to buy your stuff, to buy your product. So you separate them yeah. and they treat them special. And I guess that's why you have some form of premium premium group, uh, Victor. I know sometimes in the highly paid expert yeah. network, you, you talk about the premium groups where you even dedicate a whole day, right, to attend to them. Yeah. Uh, now, is that because these people have moved from just spending little bucks to investing so much into, into your product? Yeah, definitely. So it, it's kind of like you asking me, um, who would I spend more time with? Well, this is kind of like a wrong question because I was about to ask, who would I spend more time with, my wife or my Your girlfriend? girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, but, <laughs> but for me, for me, for me, honestly, it would definitely be with my wife. I would invest more with my wife. I would spend more time um, with my wife. Mainly because not just the history that we have together, but all the things that we've been together. This she's like my right on that. I know that when push comes to shove, she's got my back. Therefore, you true. I can't say so for somebody that I just met um, today, who I just might have a connection with, but they have no investment. In you, um, all you, you know, know together. So, yeah, you know. So it's that's the way you kind of like look at all of these things. Interesting. Now, I want to ask, are there pains to building tribes? Is there any pain that one goes through in, when one is trying to build tribes? I, I mean, the Highly Paid Expert Network has over 10,000 members. And yeah. sometimes I look and I'm like, how does Victor manage this group, this community? And then you've gone ahead to, at one point or the other, run somewhere like the Better Man Mastermind right, uh, to yeah. the master and all. Now, what pain did you have to go through building this community? I mean, I got to know you, I guess, maybe 2017 or there, but I can't really remember now. Okay. But it's not up to five years yet. But every time yeah. <laughs> I, I look at how HPEN has grown, and, and I want to ask, what did you experience? What pain did you have to go through building that community to what it is now? And I know it's still growing because every day the number increases. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a lot, but it's, it's the same kind of pain that comes from leadership, okay? And the same kind of pain that, would, that anybody would experience when you're building relationships with people because you can't build the kind of, um, you can't build the kind of movement or the kind of tribe or the kind of community that I envision without you being vulnerable, without you being accessible, without you um, 
making people a priority. And when you make people a priority, they have a tendency to disappoint. Okay, so a lot of times the bulk of the pain will come from something that might have happened between someone that you had higher expectations from. So that's on the one side. There's the pain also of organization. Okay, because when you're starting out um, in the process of building a tribe, one of the first things that people start feeling is overwhelm. And when that overwhelm comes, the first thought in their head is how can I either bring staff on board or how can I automate things? The challenge with that is that if you automate before you really understand the core of the movements that you are building, you lose people. All right. And then, of course, if you bring in people also before you fully, fully understand um, the core of what your movement or your community is really about as well, you end up not only losing people, but alienating um, your members. So there's a tricky balance there and the particular points where you just simply have to push through. Okay. Until you get to the point where you understand it fully. And then you can now start thinking about delegating. I've been running the highly paid experts network for um, five years now. It's a multi-million Naira asset. I just have one staff. Okay. And, and that staff doesn't even do anything on the free group. It focuses more on, on the, paid group. the paid community. Yes. Paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's pretty much that. So if, if you're not focused, if you're not really, really clear on what this is about, you can end up putting your energy in the wrong places. When you're starting out, you have to over-invest in audience. Mm. In other words, when you're starting out, it's the free um, groups, it's your Facebook presence, it's your Facebook page, it's your Instagram accounts, it's your free email list and all of that. Those are the things that you give a lot of priority to because you want to build a very, 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 very high level of trust. Once that trust is established and you take um, your community off that audience, what generally happens now is you switch okay. and you focus more on building trust and reliance with your, uh, with your community, the people who have invested in themselves through you and less on the audience okay now when you do that what's going to happen is people will notice your absence mm. okay and those who are not invested in you will jump to the conclusion that ah uh, you're no longer showing up you are still showing up it's just that you're not showing up as much as um you used to and at this particular point in time you can start to leverage yourself with ads and promotions and all of that to consistently expand the audience. You always have to keep in mind that the job is to move people from audience to community, to a place where they're committed, to a place where they have recurring revenue, where they're generating recurring revenue for you. And finally, to a place where they license your content or your information or whatever it is that you're offering and they take it out there into the world. All of this, the biggest pain points will come from your relationships with people. Um, people disappointing you, you disappointing people. And so the biggest thing that you have to deal with is shame. Mm. 
okay? The biggest thing that you have to deal with is shame. It takes radical self-acceptance for you to be able to handle shame. It takes radical self-acceptance for you to be appropriately vulnerable because it's your vulnerability that creates intimacy at a large scale. It's your vulnerability that creates connection with people at a large scale. But it's not just about radical self-acceptance alone. Another thing that plays into it is what I call ecological ruthlessness. Okay, you've got to be... <laughs> You've got to be really, really, really ruthless sometimes with the use of time and energy, okay? Money is easy to spend, but the life that you give to someone today, you can't get it back. And so you've always got to be qualifying who you're going to invest time in. And just because someone paid you money does not mean that they qualify for an investment of your time and life. That's okay. deep. The fact that they so paid you money doesn't mean they qualify for the investment mean, no. of your life. Wow. No, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Okay, mm. just because someone paid me like millions for um to produce a particular results, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the person qualifies for my time. There's more like I can project somebody else. Great, great. Yeah. The most important thing is that you I deliver can, what they want. Somebody else. Yes, I will deliver the results, but it doesn't mean that I'll give you my life. So those are the things to consider. Wow. Okay, so I think I have just about three more questions um, to ask now. So the question I want to ask now is, I have a community that I think is growing in numbers. Or, no, let me, so let me say community. Let me say I have a group of people that I think is growing in numbers, but I can't clearly okay. say they are actually bringing me money. What do I do? Um, so... That boils down, the answer to that is about the business model that you're choosing <laughs> for yourself. Okay, and for most people who say that they have um, a community or a tribe, even more often than not, when you check it properly, what they just have is a large audience <laughs> of people who may or may not be engaged. But that's conversation for another day. But if everything checks out, the major issue that people would have would be that of the business model that they are using. I believe that there are fundamentally four products that make up a vital um, business model. First of all, when it comes to products, you've got to understand that there are two main categories. You need products that get you known, you need products that get you paid. People confuse them both. Okay. okay? There are two completely different things. So, in order for you when, you, when you start this process of building an audience, the faster you start to take people who raise up their hands and say, hey, Tolusha, I want to follow you, the faster you do that, the better. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is a, with a ridiculously low ticket offer. Okay? So that's where this thing about the 1K offer comes in. The 1K offer could be a book, it could be a collection of audio, it could be a production of videos, whatever it is, but it's a ton of informational value delivered for a ridiculously low price. And so the moment you do that, it separates, you will know instantly who is really, really for you. Because at 1,000 Naira for an adult audience, 
Um, a person who says they don't have a thousand naira to put in something that is relevant to them is not really as engaged as you think. People think engagement is likes and comments. comments. I define engagement as the number of people who put their hands in their pockets and give you money. And you have to keep that at the back of your mind. Mm. When you say someone is engaged, it means that they're invested in time and resources. Interesting. Okay. It doesn't take any um, thing for someone to like. I know people who like in sympathy. They don't even read the content. They just pass like and move on. Okay. So it really does not mean anything. But the number of people in your in your entire audience who opt to say, I want to pay you for this. I want to invest money in this. That's where it's at. So this 1K offer basically gives you the opportunity to separate your market mm. to yourself. All right. Now, it's not just about the 1K offer. It's also about what you put behind the 1K, the offer. 1K offer. Okay. Because when you content, start it, right? no, not the content. It's the okay. second offer after the 1K oh, okay. offer. Okay. Okay. Okay, so remember, I talked about the fact that you need um, four products. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you need products that get you known, products that get you paid. The 1K offer is a signature product that gets you known. Mm, yeah, the offer immediately after that is something that makes that 1K offer a bit profitable. So, here's what I mean when HPEN, the Hydrogen Express Network, was five, all right. Um, we did the signature 1K offer, obviously. I put out a ton of videos, a ton of resources. The total worth of every single thing that I put out there was the equivalent of 180,000 there. And because people knew that I had sold these things before, it became easy for them to say, oh, this is crazy. And so I got a ton of people on board. About 1,000 plus people paid 1,000 there to do that. Now, at the back of that 1,000 Naira offer, I offered a 250,000 Naira um, action plan, discounted action plan offer with me. It wasn't even like a big sales page or anything like that. It's on the same page where they download every single thing that they wanted. Out of the 1,242 people paid 250,000 Naira. 42 people that if I offered them the 200 and the 250,000 naira offer first, they, would they wouldn't have, have looked at it. Yes. Mm. But because of the 1K offer and what they saw in mm. the 1K offer, they just immediately upgraded themselves. So it's very, very important. So you have that introductory offer that separates your audience. You have a secondary offer that makes it profitable. Okay. Yeah. You have an offer. Okay, what is generally very, very high tickets that helps you sustain um, your business. And then you have something that generates recurring revenue. I think that recurring revenue is <laughs> it's something that most of us, particularly in this um, side of the world, don't really, really pay attention, attention to. We do a lot of one-offs, okay? But the one thing that guarantees security is when you have something that people investing in a relationship, an ongoing relationship with you. And the only thing that can sabotage that is if you don't treat them nice. Yeah. Okay. So I've got people who have invested in an ongoing relationship with me and this would be like their sixth, for some of them their seventh year, mm. year in and year out. And it's in a country where most people think that those kinds of things are impossible. But people want leadership 
People want relationships. People want capability. And the moment you're able to create something that provides them with that on a consistent, evolving basis on their terms, people stay. Sure. You know, so that's pretty much it. So if you have um, a community, you know, not a community, if you have an audience and you've not been able to monetize your audience, it might basically be that you're not really, really thinking through um, your business model and your strategic sequence of offers for people. I think people create too many new things and keep offering and offering and offering and constantly launching things. I think it's a bad idea. I think you should have a book that introduces your entire um, system. I think you should have a course that you can use to not only build an audience, but also extend the experience of people who buy your book. I think you should have a high ticket core offer, and I think you should have something that provides recurring revenue. The thing that provides recurring revenue and the high ticket offer, those are the things that get you paid. Mm-hmm. The course and the book or the 1K offers, as the case may be, the purpose of them is to just get you known. All right. But you need to also understand that the people who buy these things are at different points in their lives. Many times I've seen that the type of person who buys a course and the person who will pay me for a high ticket or recurring revenue from, they're not usually the same type same thing. of. Yeah. Yes, you're not usually the same type of person. I found that in my experience, about 25% of the people who buy courses with flip over buy a high ticket or get into a recurring revenue relationship with me over time, but it's not always the same kind of person. You'll find that people who buy courses like a deal with yourself frame of mind, they just want to get it, or sometimes they buy it to keep it, planning that sometime in the future, they will use it, okay? But the person who invests in high ticket wants results now. Sure. Okay, and it's important for us to understand that difference. So I hope wow. that helps. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Victor. This right. has been fully loaded. And um, at this point, I would say we have come to the end of this. I've picked a lot of valuable lessons, right? And I'll go wrong with them. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Hope you learned something new. Do join us next time. For inquiries, speaking requests, and much more, please send an email to tolushe at tolushefrancis.com. See you next time on the Rising Heroes Podcast.